When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. With Bernie Sanders. Yes, by now everyone has seen the meme of Bernie Sanders at President Biden's inauguration last week. If you don't hilarious. know, I mean, it is literally him sitting in a chair, arms crossed, legs crossed, giant mittens, looking, a mask. Looking like a grumpy old man. I mean, if you, <laughs> I, I think people all over the world has have to have seen this thing by now, right? It's great. Yeah, I was I was off that day because I just gotten word that my mother had passed and uh, I had taken a break. I was upstairs. I was in the middle of trying to start the process of making arrangements, and I just needed to step away from it, needed a break. And that's so I go got. downstairs <laughs> to watch some of the inauguration, hoping to take my mind off it, and one of the first camera oh. shots I saw was Bernie Sanders all bundled up with his mittens on. Yeah, and so we've learned so much about that whole situation from since then, but Bernie Sanders decided that he was going to make some merch, and he made, like, a lot. He made, in the beginning, he made, like, sweatshirt, sweatshirts, T-shirts, and he said that he was going to use that for uh, a portion of the proceeds would go to Meals on Wheels for Vermont. And now we're hearing just how much money all of this merchandise has been bringing in. $1.8 million for local charities. Yeah, by the weekend, by the end of that weekend, Jeff, they had like sweatshirts, T-shirts. They were putting it on mugs and cups and everything that they put up was sold out everything and all the vermont charities right? yes and yeah. it's all going to vermont charity so all the proceeds well, will good. be distributed to several charities in bernie's home state of vermont including meals on wheels which was i know a big one from him and he said you know we're just amazed by all the creativity shown by so many people over the last week and we're glad we can use the internet fame to bring vermonters in need some help wow that's great yeah. he also added that 1.8 million dollars is nothing in comparison to what the nation needs right now in the wake of COVID 19 but yeah that's just such an amazing, I mean, such a small thing has generated so much money. Hmm. All right. Well, as you uh, as you know from all the commercials, the weekend will be headlining the Super Bowl halftime show. And it sounds like it's going to be different this year since the stadium will only be about a third full. Uh, he says that it'll be a cinematic experience and that uh, he's actually pumped $7 million of his own money into it. Wow. That's insane. So they're not going to have all of the the people kind of run up and act really excited and shake their shoulders and <laughs> shimmy around as they get up to the front of the stage. No, the I guess not. Da- the palm dancers. They're not going to have the, the drumline march in and the choir behind and all that. No, <laughs> but he had this vision of what he wanted it to be. And I guess in order to pull that off, it would 
cost a lot of money, more money than, uh, you know, than the, than the corporation had. So he decided to pump $7 million of his own money into it. And by the way, Billboard initially claimed that the show was going to be twice as long as normal, but then later issued a correction saying it would be roughly 12 to 13 minutes long like it is every other year. So if he's going to make it like a cinematic masterpiece, does that mean it's going to look like a movie essentially? Like at home, is that what you think? Like, what do you, what what do you guys feel? That. that is that is how I take it. Yeah. By the way, I think he's got Let's a greatest hit CD coming out. I don't know, right around the time of the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's next week. I think it's next Tuesday. Perfect timing. There you go, Cincinnati's Q102. Conan O'Brien was talking last night about how the uh, quarantine has increased Netflix subscriptions by several millions, but uh, they also found that people were looking for calm shows to watch, which. You know, I'm kind of the same way. Like, you know, when I go to bed at night, I'm all keyed up, especially with the hours that we keep. You know, I can't watch something that involves death or destruction or something that gets me keyed up like a big thriller right before bed. I did that over the weekend. I was telling Tim I started Night Stalker. Oh, boy. Night Stalker is a um, four-episode series about the Night Stalker that happened out in California. And I watched, like, two episodes before bed, and I had horrible dreams on Saturday night. Really? I was up, like, all night. And I'm like, I got to watch something, like, Bling Empire. Bring Mm. it back down here. (laughs) So fun. Yeah. So we were talking just a little bit ago, Jeff, about the Super Bowl. You were talking about the weekend is doing the halftime show at the Super Bowl. But the funny thing is they're starting to do a lot of the press rounds. And Tom Brady was recently asked if he was a New England's Patriot fan, would he be happy or sad to see himself in the Super Bowl with another team? Yeah, that's a tough question. That's kind of a that's kind of like a no win situation there. I mean, there. you've been a Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Brady fan, you're from Boston. Yeah, I mean, I'm see that yeah, but that's the thing. You're like, not a purist. No, I'm not. And I as much as I love the New England Patriots because of their storied history and my relationship to the region, I'm more of a Tom Brady fan than I am a Patriots fan, if that makes sense. Because I just yeah. think he's except he is exceptional. Yeah. You know, and I think he's I mean, look, I not everybody likes him and you know, his integrity has been called into question on more than one occasion, but I I think that he's gotten a bum rap. I think he's misunderstood, and I just think he's phenomenal at what he does, and for that reason, I root for the guy. Yeah, I remember, though, when Carson Palmer left Cincinnati in not a great way, if you guys remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut we cut ties with him pretty nastily, if that's even a word. But I remember when he made it to, like, the Super Bowl, like the rounds going up to Super I felt like people here were kind of rooting for him. There might have been some that were rooting against him. Well, I think a lot of people understood why. Yeah. And the same with Andy Dalton, like, when he had to take over for Dak Prescott. Totally. You know, people were like, yeah! 
Right. Yeah. But anyways, Tom Brady is coming out. He, this guy is like a PR dream. So he said, I had an incredible 20 years in New England. I wouldn't change anything. That was magical. I have great affection for the city and for everything that Boston has meant to me and my family and all of New England. See, that's great. So it was a really political, correct answer. You know, like, what is he supposed to say? Like, suck it? No. (laughs) Yeah, that's nice, though. But I don't, if he has any issues, it ain't with the fans. I mean, I don't think it's with Boston. Maybe Belichick. Yeah. Maybe Robert Kraft. I don't really know what happened there. I That situation has just mystified me. Same. Maybe it'll come out years down the road. But I like that moment. Kind of book. I like that tender moment with Drew Brees on the field mm. after the game when he's playing catch with his kids and they're out there hugging after the game, not realizing that there was a TV camera that was kind of watching the whole thing, recording the whole thing. It was just catching him in a rare moment where... Everybody was just so... Like just kind of being themselves, like friends, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. like they just had a pretty hard game on the field. They were competing against each other, but at the end, like they're hugging it out and their kids are playing. And outside of his weird uh, food thing, his his (laughs) eating habits, he seems like a pretty genuinely nice dude. Yeah, Yeah. you know, I think so for sure. Every time I see him interviewed, he always seems like a, a nice guy. Well, let's talk about Chris Stapleton here for a moment. Chris Stapleton is one of those guys, one of the nicest guys in show business, and it's hard to imagine him offending anyone, but evidently uh, that's what he did the first time he met Katy Perry. Evidently this happened backstage at uh, the Grammys, I guess, when they were both performing a Dolly Parton tribute. And he tells this story in an interview. We were backstage at the Dolly Parton tribute out at the Grammys. We were both performing on that. And I had never met her before. And we struck up a conversation, waiting waiting our turn for sound check backstage. And I said something that was, I don't know, self-deprecating, probably meant to be about, oh, well, we're just musicians or, you know, something to that effect. And, and to which she said, well, you know, that that's offensive to me and you what you do we're healers we have an important job and it was very uh enlightening in that moment and and i apologize i in no way meant to insult her or musicians in general but yeah it it changed my thinking on it quite a bit yeah it's interesting you know when people say uh you know thank you thank you for all you do you know what you do is very important it's it's easy for that to kind of get in your head but you also have to keep it in perspective because i think about frontline workers and what they do and yep. you know people who serve their country in the military overseas you know that's oh yeah uh i'm not saying that what we do doesn't have value because it right. certainly does i think i was talking to a friend of mine her name is sarah and she is a 911 operator for the city of Cincinnati. And we were just talking and I was like, thank, like I actually had that conversation with her that was like, thank you for doing that because there is no way on the planet I would be able to do that job. So thank you for doing that. I mean, they're a part of the front line that you don't even think about. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I think there's value in, you know, everything that, uh, that we do, you know, we serve those who serve their country mm-hmm. in sort of a way. So, but I, th- I think it's just a matter of keeping it in perspective. For sure. You know, proud of what I do. Uh, but I also don't take it too seriously. It's not like we're finding the cure for cancer here. You know, right. let's be honest. But occasionally we do get a nice email from uh, someone that says, hey, you helped me through this situation in my life. And, uh, you know, that does 
you know. Yeah, that's what it makes it awesome. Yep. It's like, that's what makes it an honor to do it. Like Deanna Wu sent us a message yesterday. Oh, it's so nice. And about, she mentioned yeah. everyone on the staff. And, and she's a nurse, right? I believe so. She's going to, uh, she's a nurse and she's going back to school. But just she sent us this lovely email that was to the Jeff and Jen account. But it mentioned like Freddie Mac and Nat and Molly and Kay. And I was like, I'm just going to send it to everybody that she wrote in here just because like maybe they don't hear that. Yeah. So it's important to share. But I appreciate that Chris Stapleton was, you know, I guess his perspective was, let's not take ourselves too seriously here, yeah. people. You know, yeah. and there there is a lot of that in show business, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else, Fritchie? Yeah, well, really quickly, you had talked about George Clooney. He's going to be the oh, yeah. new Buck Rogers. Right. I have never seen the show. I don't know anything about it. But... I heard he was producing it, but is he going to star in it, too? Well, it says he might be the star in it. So he signed on to definitely be the producer. He might be the star. Um, I don't. Do you guys know this show? Have you guys ever watched Buck, like Rogers? Buck Rogers? It's an, it's an old sci-fi franchise that yeah. dates way back. And evidently, it's like someone falls into a cave and then wakes up 500 years into the future. <laughs> that's, they, that's how they a space it. cave yeah a space cave. he was he was like an astronaut if i recall there was a tv show in the 80s um and the premise of the show was that this astronaut from from the future had some kind of accident or or went off course or something and was frozen but his body was preserved and then hundreds of years into the future he was found, and they were they had the technology to bring him back to life. Oh, and so now fun. it's this guy from from 1984 living in or whatever year it was. Yeah, the show was in the 80s, so it had to have taken place then, like 20, 20 or 30 years ahead, taking a character from 20 or 30 years ahead, and then it says in the 25th century, rocketing him into the, the 25th, 25th century. century yeah. Right. So that would be fun to see George Clooney doing that. He's been working like a ton recently, so he's going to have some fun projects coming up. All right, that's your latest D-News. We'll have more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. Uh, in the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, you're going to win something kind of fun. Yep, $25 to Skyline Chili. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.